0: Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine. And looking forward to this week's conversation with Danny Combs. He is the founder of TACT. Good morning, Danny.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for being here. For folks who are not familiar with TACT, T-A-C-T, tell them what it stands for.
1: Sure. So TAC stands for Teaching the Autism Community Trades.
0: And why did you start TACT? What was what was behind the thought on that?
1: That's a great question. So um, I'm a dad of a child with autism. And, um, you know, my, my prior life, I did music for a living and um, was, you know, fortunate to be very successful in that. And um, when my son was diagnosed with autism, I started looking at what the future of an individual with autism looks like. And when I came to discover that statistically they have a 90% unemployment rate across the nation um, and it represents the largest unemployed group in the country. And I knew that that was destined for my son. Um, I had to d- change that. So mm-hmm. att we, we teach trades and technical skills to individuals um, with autism. We're the first program in the country to do that. And we use those vessels, um, those skills as a vessel to get individuals jobs. We're trying mm-hmm. to get them placed in careers. Um, and so we teach welding, auto mechanics, carpentry, cybersecurity, a whole bunch of really fun things, and we build upon the strengths of that individual, giving them the skills they need to then be placed in a job, and it's pretty amazing.
0: It really is amazing when when I think about the fact that you're out here, and you're not just doing this incredible, you know, organization, but you are changing lives.
1: Well, thank you. We like to think so. I mean, it's amazing that you know, we have kids come to us, you can see it in their face when they mm-hmm. recognize how good they are at it. And sadly, they're not getting opportunities like this in other places. So it's amazing that um, when they come to us, they get to recognize for the first time, sadly, sometimes just how incredible they are. Right. And when you, when you place an individual into a job after they've developed this skill and they have a, you know, nice income coming in and they're taking care of themselves and, independent living and all these other things that previously weren't possible become possible. Mm -hmm. It's it's a wonderful feeling. I was going to
0: say, they must feel such a huge sense of accomplishment.
1: They do. I mean, we always joke because a lot of things they make in our class, they get to keep. You know, we teach instrument building, for example. So we're teaching kids to build guitars. They get to keep those guitars. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they're in a carpentry class and they're building various things, you know, tool chests and side tables and desks for local schools. They get to keep all of that stuff, not the best <laughs> of local schools, but the projects that they're making and it's they call them their trophies, which we always joke about. I mean, that's like their genuine like showcase to the world of like the different things that they're capable of doing. It's amazing. Something tangible.
0: I love it. And how did you come up with the different career tracks at TAC that you did? Because I'm looking on your website right now and like you were mentioning, auto mechanics, carpentry, electrical, uh, welding, yeah. stem and stem traits. How did you come up with that list?
1: It's a great question. So my family background is in the trade. So um, my great grandfather and grandfather worked in aerospace and my dad was a general contractor. So when I grew up, it was, you were always out in the garage working you know, with your dad or with your grandfather. Mm -hmm. We were just always working. And so those were the things that they taught me. So honestly it started with that um, started out of the back of a 58 Chevy and we would drive around to churches and rec centers and libraries and people's garages. And those were the things that I knew how to teach. It started that small. And so those were trades that I felt comfortable teaching. And then as we grew, um, we started partnering with all of these local businesses. And those were the same things that they needed workers in as this Mm. giant labor shortage that's in our um, country right now. And so then it grew further from there. So it started humbly. Like those were the ones that we taught because I knew how to do them. And now we have a great staff of 13 people that are teaching those all the time for
0: us. That's incredible. How long has TACT been around?
1: Um, we started it in 2016. So we just celebrated our fifth year, five-year anniversary.
0: I was going to say, in five short years, it has grown huge.
1: It has, yes ma'am. So we, um, you know, Colorado Parent Magazine, we were voted a family Favorites, um, top special needs nonprofit last year. We've been in the top three or top five every year since our inception. So We work with kids all across the state, which is amazing. As we partner with school districts, Mm -hmm. we have school districts sending us kids, and we partner with a whole bunch of other nonprofits and local businesses um, all across the state, which is exciting. So,
0: and what do you get to take it everywhere? Yeah, I I love that. Now, as I'm looking at the pictures online, I see mostly boys in the picture. Do you have any uh, girls that go through their program?
1: We do. So we open it up to everybody. Um, interesting enough, autism is usually diagnosed in a three to one ratio, boys versus girls. Right. So um, that's an interesting um, to see why more females are not being diagnosed with autism, because what we're seeing is it's every bit as prevalent. But for whatever reason, it's not diagnosed at the same rate.
0: Well, a lot of times. So I have a daughter that's on the spectrum. And so okay. one of the things I have found is a lot of times uh, the girls on the spectrum, it shows up differently than in the boys. In the boys, it's very yeah. traditional. And so people recognize it easier, where in the girl- girls, it's easier for them to just slip through the cracks.
1: Yes, ma'am. I would agree with that. That seems to be what we're experiencing as well.
0: And as the parent of a child on the spectrum, you and I totally can relate about the challenges and just the different things going on. So I love your heart for yeah. starting this. When I saw it, I was like, this is incredible.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's very kind. Thank you.
0: Well, so explain to folks who maybe are not as familiar with somebody who's neurodiverse, which is what we say about autism. Explain to yeah. folks that maybe have the capacity and the ability to hire why these these folks make such great hires?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. So there's so many reasons. So um, part of our pitch when we start working with a variety of different employers is um, the HR cost to employers. So for example, when most of the time when employers are hiring individuals of any background, there's some kind of training that's usually involved. There's usually a grace period. And then sadly, some of those employees end up you know, not really sticking and moving on. Mm -hmm. By and large, the autism community has the highest retention rate. Now, here's the great irony. They have the highest retention rate of any individual employed, but also are the highest unemployed group of anybody. So once they get placed, they have over a 94% stick rate. So for employers to look at this individual and say, okay, if I can hire somebody, they're trained already in an organization Mm -hmm. like Taft, then they have a retention rate, then all of a sudden their HR costs are that much less. They're saving money in a variety of different ways. Two, their skill set is so amazing. Their attention to detail, and I'm speaking kind of in generalization, mm-hmm. but the attention to, to detail and focus, the hardest part for an individual with autism usually isn't the actual work. It's the communication aspect of it. Sure. So if an employer can get somebody that's incredibly detailed, answered, creative, the good worker shows up on time, is reliable, um, wants to be there, that's exactly what you want right. for, as an employer, right? You're looking for that good, reliable employer that's valued. And um, all of our employers that have been hiring our kids are finding that they stick, that they do a great job. So the great thing is we have all of these employers that are hiring our graduates and they're recommending them to other industry, other Mm -hmm. business partners. So for example, Wayfield Group Contracting is one of the um, groups that we partner with. They've hired a bunch of our clients when they graduate and they're independently recommending them to other groups. And that's amazing. There's a credit card company down in Littleton that hired one of our um, students a month later, they came to us and said, can I get to 30 more? That's exactly the kind of stuff that you want to have as an organization like us, where they're recognizing the amazing ability Mm -hmm. of these individuals and then wanting more. That's exactly what we want.
0: Well, I was going to say, I think employers, once they hire somebody on the autism spectrum, somebody's who's neurodiverse, they're going to see that. Yes, maybe the communication takes a little bit of extra effort, um, but what an amazing quality person and hard worker they're going to get.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, they bring so much joy, creativity, and makes the workplace better. I mean, that's one of the amazing things about TAC. We don't set it up where I mean, yes, we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit but we're not looking for people to hire our clients as a form of charity. We're wanting them to hire our kids because they make the workplace better and bring out to these organizations with their creativity. And they're just amazing, imaginative minds.
0: Well, I was going to say, their their brains are just wired differently. So it's such a great opportunity for employers to hire somebody who's going to think a little bit differently and maybe come up with solutions that they hadn't thought of themselves.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because one of the employers we work with, Um, they build schools, for example. This is a group contracting group. And they came in, they toured our space, and they looked at our welding students. And our welding students designed these fancy little things that hold their welding torches. And they looked at it, and they're like, these are so cool. Where did you buy these? We don't have anything like this. And it was, no, our our students just didn't like the way that the tools were set up. So Mm -hmm. they came up with it as a safer way alternative. Right. And they were like, we can't find – people that want to do that or know how to do that, or even creative enough to even think about it. They just kind of accept, okay, this is how the tool is. I'm just going to leave it. But when you think about like our older generations too, like our grandparents generation, they were just that creative. When I like worked with my grandfather in the garage, his tools, if it didn't work, he'd modify the tool and make it so it works. And, um, we need individuals like that that have that kind of ebb and flow in their work, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the interview about the fact that there is a shortage in skilled labor.
1: It's insane. So, I mean, you know, our clients, when they're getting jobs, they're getting great salaries, union benefits. A lot of the times healthcare, all of these different things, they're making livable Colorado wages, which is saying a lot because Colorado' is expensive. <laughs> yes, it and is saying a lot. If they're, doing, if they're doing great. and you know in a lot of other industries, you know they're not, but all of these people that run these companies, these great employers, they're struggling to find people that are wanting to work for really good wages. So one of the neat thing about COVID, if you can think of anything positive that's come out of this, has been that more employers are coming to us and wanting to hire more and more of our kids because they're looking and they're like hey they're showing up they're doing a great job mm-hmm. they're reliable that and it's they can't they're not seeing other people that want to do it so it's nice that they're recognizing our kids are stepping up to the plate
0: well and that the fact that they're able to live and make a wage and live on their own here uh-huh. in Colorado i mean the domino effect of them being able to give back in society and just it goes on and on
1: Exactly. And that's what, I mean, like you and I as parents want for our kids, right? right. When you learn that, as when that you first get that, you know, notice that, hey, your child has autism, all these different thoughts go through your mind. And one of them is, oh my gosh, there's a 90% chance they won't have independent living in the mm-hmm. future. So all of a sudden, when you're like, okay, this is an opportunity that's valid. Mm-hmm. The neat thing, too, with the skilled trades is unlike college, statistically, if an individual with autism goes to college, that increases their unemployment rate from – or, excuse me, decreases it from 90 to 85%. So only 5% Ugh. with a college degree. And to think that you would spend all of that money on a college right. education. And I went to college have a master's degree. I'm glad I did it. I'm not putting that down. But to think that if you have an alternative where you can have yeah. no debt, step into a great career and – all of the benefits that come from that you're already a leg up on so many other people absolutely and opportunities out there yeah so,
0: absolutely and I love that you're that you're saying that so tell me this um, who is eligible for your program and if folks are interested how do they get in touch with you how do they get involved what's that process like
1: we have a couple of different programs um, our website buildwithtax.org is probably the best place to start. Um, there they can be explained in the different programs. Um, our career tracks program that works with individuals roughly high school age through 30 um, is our transition program into employment that meets Monday through Friday. Um, the sign up and information is on there um, as well as our phone number to give us a call and ask as There's an application as well. We also have a whole bunch of camps and workshops and weekend classes for younger kids that are just wanting to kind of explore and say, hey, Do I want to try some woodworking and see if it's for me? Do I want to try textile arts or Mm -hmm. fiber or STEM and see if this is something I'm interested in that kids can kind of drop in on the weekends and try and say, yes, this is fun. I want to do more of this.
0: What about cost for this for a student?
1: As a parent. Of a child with autism, like you, you know that this is incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. So, for our Career Tracks program, we work with all kinds of grantors to try to get this as funded and keep the cost down as minimal as possible. So, we work with government agencies, local agencies, other nonprofits. So by and large, we have all kinds of different scholarship options that are available for our students to come to us. We don't want it to be where if you can't afford it, you can't come to TAC. Right. So we work very, very hard to make that possible. The weekend classes fee um, is small. It's very, very nominal. It's usually between like twenty five and fifty dollars per class.
0: Right. Um, I'm looking at that right now. I think that's fantastic. And what a great way for students to kind of figure out what they're interested in.
1: Yes, ma'am. That's what we're hoping. We want people to explore, be exposed to everything they want to be exposed to. Because how do you know you're not going to like it if you haven't had a chance to try it? Yeah. And so we want kids to come try it, say, yes, this was fun. No, this wasn't fun. Okay, you didn't like auto mechanics? Let's try welding. You didn't like welding? Okay, let's try carpentry. Maybe that's the one that sticks. Right. But you don't know unless you get to try these things. And so we want to give them the opportunity to see hey, this is something that I want to step into a career and do.
0: And Danny Combs, founder of TACT, uh, in our last final minutes here, I know you have a big annual fundraiser coming up October 8th. What is that? We'll
1: be wrapping up a truck that Micro um, donated to us last year, which is amazing. It's a 1956 GMC 100 pickup truck that our kids have been working on. Oh, wow. Um, we hope you guys can join us there, see this great truck. It was featured on television um, by the great Micro. So I yeah. hope everybody can uh, make it there.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. Danny Combs, founder of TACT. Thank you so much for being here today. And for more information, go to the radio station's website. You can always share this podcast on your social media. I'm Melissa Moore. Go out, have a blessed day, be kind to everyone, and I'll see you next Sunday.